0: Welcome. We are starting a three-part series on dreams, and I thought I would wear a shirt that matched our intro video. Or, you know, Joseph was a dreamer, and he had the coat of many colors, so I thought maybe it could be there. Or maybe I just love spring, or maybe Becca bought me the shirt, and I'm wearing it. All right. (laughs) Whatever it takes. All right. But we're glad to do this series. I want to say this. This is the first time I've ever preached a series on dreams, okay? First time ever. Um, I hope that, again, gives some context of what's going on. But first time ever that I've been able to preach on dreams. I I, I have referenced dreams. If you know your Bible, you'll know that um, the story of Jesus' birth, there's dreams involved in that, okay? And so I've referenced it there. Or if I've preached on Joseph, I've talked about dreams. But I've never done an entire series on it. Um, I feel like I've almost... uh, read too much. I was reading so many different books on this, so many different resources, reading through all the scriptures with dreams and different things and visions, trying to catch the difference. And, um, but I, I, just, I, I hope you'll enjoy this. It's three weeks. Um, it's going to be more of a teaching sermon. I don't know where we're going to go with this all the way, but it's just one of those things that I felt compelled to do. Where did I come up with this idea? When Beck and I were on sabbatical uh, last year, we went right away to Australia, and we spent a month there. And the first two weeks, we rented this lady's home that overlooked the ocean. It was right in Sydney. Overlooking. I think we have a picture. They can go ahead and show it. Where I, Okay, so that's where I had my morning coffee overlooking the ocean every day. Now you know why sabbatical was so good, all right? So while I'm there on sabbatical, and we're in this lady's home doing Airbnb, which we fell in love with, um, We've got her home for those 12 days she was gone. I noticed her bookshelf, and I noticed that on her bookshelf it had Purpose Driven Life. Now, that's a book that catches my attention. 100 million copies sold. Uh, a friend of mine, Rick Warren, wrote it. So I'm like, okay, I'm aware of that. And I thought, this lady must be a Christian. But then I noticed there were books on Buddha. Then I noticed there were books on Islam. Then I noticed there were books on dreams. Then I noticed there were books on spiritual things. And, and, and just all these, th- so I realized this lady was very spiritual, and she had a, a, a lot of interest in God, supernatural, connecting with something beyond her. But she had many, many, many books on dreams. And so I thought, I wonder if I should preach on dreams. So I wrote that down. It was one of the things that I prayed about. And I felt that I wanted to preach on dreams because people talk a lot about dreams, People are interested in dreams. If you look at any bookstore, there's going to be a whole section on dreams. Many times the magazines at the checkout stand will say, know about your dreams. Learn to interpret your dreams. I'm going to tell you this. Don't buy those magazines, okay? I will actually have a list of books that I've used that will at least help you give some guidelines. Some that are saying, I want more on this. But people are interested in it. Maybe your coworkers are interested in it. Maybe your relatives are interested in it. And they're trying to figure out how in the world, what's going on, and, and is my dream real? Is it meaning anything to me? And so I, I want to just do this series. And as I opened it up, I realized that the Bible is actually like the number one historical book that gives us insight into dreams. Okay, a guy that wrote a book on dreams uh, said that, Morton Kelsey is his name, he said, the Bible actually has more to say about dreams than any other book throughout history. Okay, and it gives us the guidance and how God intervenes with dreams. And it doesn't just say that we should live waiting for a dream, but it at least shows us that God uses dreams to communicate with people. And so as I realized that, okay, there's a lot there. The more I read this, the more I looked at it, the more I jumped into it, I was like, This is definitely a series that we need to do, and uh, I hope that you will use it to reach people. Maybe you'll invite somebody for the next two weeks. Um, This is more of an introductory, and then we're going to look into uh, next week, like how do you know if it's a real dream, like a God dream, uh, some more details. Who hears from God? What are the types of dreams that God gives? And different things. But I want to give a couple disclaimers, okay? First of all, the first one was like, don't buy the things on the newsstands, all right? I've got a recommended list. The second thing is this, I am not an interpreter of dreams. So even though I'm preaching on dreams, do not bring me your dream, okay? I had this fear that I would preach on dreams and then everybody would bring me their dream and interpret. Um, I am not prepared to do that. Your campus pastor is prepared (laughs) to deal with that. (laughs) So I just had this thought of Pastor Mark at Faribault Campus being like, oh no, no. And then I'm wondering which campus would have the weirdest dreams. But anyways, all right. Um, So... Don't, don't send me your dream. Don't corner me on your dream. Okay, uh, hopefully you'll get something out of this. But again, I just want us to be open to this of what God wants to do. Um, another disclaimer on this thought is that uh, dreams need a check and balance. Okay? Dreams need check and balance. They're just part of, of the myriad of ways that God can reach you. Okay? But if God's going to reach you through a dream and you're wondering if it's a God dream or not, have some checks and balances in there. Do not run with just a dream. Okay? And really, even in this series, I'm praying that people will watch the whole series, be a part of it. They won't just pick and choose one thing. But uh, we have a built-in almost uh, check and balance, if you will, with left brain, right brain. If you're aware, left brain is analytical. It's organizing. It's the intellect. It's the knowledge of God's truth. Okay, that's left brain. Uh, the right brain is more emotional, creative, intuitive, spirit-led. Okay, and you'd put dreams over in that category. But there is a, a check and balance. There's something to this. We're gonna align it with God's word. We're gonna use our ability to process it, also being open to the supernatural. Okay, I, I, it reminds me of another book that's not about dreams, but uh, I read it. it was Can a smart person believe in God? And he was talking about right brain, left brain, and how, you know, there's more to life than, he was a very smart guy. He's like, there's more to life than just left brain. There's a whole dimension out there, and God's got more for us. We need to be in touch with him. So we want to do that. We want to be able to say we want both. And if we're going to love God with all of our heart, our mind, our soul, our strength, I mean, Matthew 22 talks about we're going to love God with all of our heart, our mind, our soul, our strength. If we're going to do that, it's left brain, right brain. It's left brain, right brain. It's all of the above. It's everything we have to say, God, we engage with you. We connect with you. We want more of you. And I just want to say this, that if there's anything I want you to grab out of this whole series, it's this. Whether you have a dream from God or not, it's that God wants to talk to you. God wants to be in touch with you. God wants to have a relationship with you. It's not just like only if you get a dream God's heart is for you to be his child. God's heart is for you to have a relationship. God's heart is for him to not be just distant out there, but for you to have a living relationship with him where he speaks to you and you speak to him. So, we are going to jump into our series on dreams. And those of you that saw the movie, insert Inception Joke right now. You know, but uh, I was going to come over the top, but a lot of people didn't see the movie. But, anyways. Um, Here's what a dream is, and we're going to, get, we're going to go through it. Again, laying the foundation on this. Um, Webster says, a dream is a succession of images or ideas presented in the mind during sleep, and we get that. It's uh, I- images that are presented while we're sleeping. The Bible has several words for dreams, but one of the Greek words for dream means something seen in sleep or a vision in a dream. Okay, so in the Bible, sometimes it uses dream or it says he appeared to me in a vision while I was sleeping. Okay, many times the same word is used or the concept is you were asleep or God gave you this while you're asleep. But there's also a separate word that is a vision where you're not asleep, where you're not asleep. That God will actually speak to you through a vision and that uh, the New Testament describes this as the act of gazing at something or an inspired appearance. And I believe that God uses these things. Okay, I could tell you, and in this series I'll tell you some of the dreams that I've had, some warning dreams, some dreams that were just things that were waking me up to something spiritually. But I could tell you this, that God uses visions today. I could tell you that we went um, multi-site as a church really from a vision that God gave me. I was praying over, should we build a, a, a giant 3,000-seat auditorium or go multi-site? And I can remember God said, I've got something for you. And I saw a picture of the map of Minnesota. And I saw places on that map where God was directing us to multi-site. I actually saw that vision. And so I went and got a real map. And if you want to know where that map is, it's actually hanging in Pastor Anthony's office at our Edina area campus. And on there, I highlighted places. What's amazing to me is one of the places in this vision that God gave me was the Faribault campus. And I, I put a note right there. I highlight it and put a posted it note right next to Faribault. I'd never been to Faribault. A couple days later, um, after I've had this vision from God that we're going to go multi-site, our superintendent from the Minnesota district calls me and says, have you ever thought about going multi-site? And I said, Yes, we just, I just felt like God gave me a vision for that. We're supposed to be multi-site. And he goes, great, there's a church in Faribault and they want to give away their building. And I, I said, I have a post-it note on Faribault. Like I've highlighted it. Like it was, it was in my vision. I had never been there, Okay. And so, you know, you're probably, some of you to go there and see where the other Post-it notes are and where the other campuses come. Some of them are right exactly, I mean, spot on, I mean, almost to the road, exactly. So I believe that God can break in in a supernatural way. And whether you have a dream or not, grab that. God wants to get a hold of you. God uses dreams. God uses the supernatural and God wants to speak to you. Now, a lot of us have regular dreams. So let me just, again, lay the, lay the foundation for this. A lot of us just have regular dreams and here's some things about dreams. Most people, when you talk to them, believe there's meaning to their dreams. They're just like, I'm trying to figure this out. I had a dream. I'm trying to figure out if there's any meaning. And a lot of people believe that there's meaning. Uh, people that are night owls are more prone to have nightmares Nightmar- nightmares are actually mentioned in the Bible in Job. Okay? But people that are night owls tend to have uh, more nightmares. And the most common age for a nightmare is age seven and eight. How many parents of a seven and eight year old can say that's true, you know? And they're having those dreams. Okay? These are some things. Harvard research has said that dreams actually help us solve problems. You're problem solving in your dream. Matter of fact, your brain is more active when you're sleeping than when you're awake. And Harvard says you can actually solve problems, and we're going to see in this series some people that actually got inventions while they were dreaming, solved problems while they were dreaming, and they give the glory to God, saying God gave them the dream, okay? But you're actually solving problems. problem. Google, Google, the, the company Google, they say that it was inspired by a dream, that they were helped with their problems with a dream. Okay, so people are, 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 your mind is working with the dreams. Now, it's also believed and it's been proven that you can control your dreams. Okay, what do I mean by that? You can think about good things. You can Feed your soul, you can feed your spirit on good things, and you can start getting into that mode of, of dreaming things for God and dreaming things that are good. And that's why I believe, like Philippians 4 8 says this finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. If you're having nightmares, I would do exactly what Philippians 4 8 says. I would start thinking those things, believing those things, reading the Word of God. And before I go to bed, I do that. Matter of fact, usually, usually the last thing I do before I go to bed is I read an old sermon. Not one that I wrote, but one that was written 50 years ago, 100 years ago, 200 years ago, whatever. And I read an old sermon before I go to bed. That's almost the last thing that I do before I go to bed because I want to have those thoughts in my mind, you know. I don't want ESPN as the last thought on my mind, you know. I mean, I might dream about hitting the perfect drive or something, but I, I'd rather dream things for God. If I'm going to solve problems, I'm going to do them for the kingdom. Um, you're actually paralyzed during your dreams. Do you realize that? You're paralyzed in your dreams, and thank God for that. You can't move. Um, because if you could, you, you probably would do harmful things to your spouse, you know. It's, it's your, so you're paralyzed. Average person has three to five dreams per night, up to seven, okay. You have about two to three hours of dream time. Your first dream is usually five minutes. Um, dreams after that can be up to 45 minutes in length. The preborn children dream in the womb. They've studied it. They're dreaming. They're dreaming in the womb. Yet-to-be-born children are dreaming in the womb. How many know that even pets dream? How many have ever observed a pet dream? Yeah. <laughs> I was like our dog, when we had a dog, he was like rawr, rawr, running around thinking, what is it thinking like? I caught the bumper. I caught the bumper. You know, I don't know. what A big old bone. I don't know. So they're dreaming, all right? It's believed that when you're dreaming, your brain is actively like doing a defrag of the hard It's cleaning things up. It's processing what you went through. It's bringing things to the forefront that you need to remember moving things around. It's important that you dream. And everybody does dream. Everybody dreams. Even if you don't remember it, everybody dreams. And it's important that you sleep. I used to try to see how little sleep I could get. I didn't like sleep, and I tried to go a few hours. I was down to four hours a night. And I was like, I can work, and I can function at four. And then I found out that sleep was good for you, and I had to have more dream time, so my thinking would be clearer. And so I, I, I changed it, and I moved back. Now I'm at about six hours, because the Navy did a survey a study and they found out that if people have sleep deprivation and they don't dream they start to have hallucinations and they start to lose their mind so you need to have this time of sleeping you need to have this time of dreaming and i believe as you dream god is at work I believe God can be doing something so clear. And as you dream, I just want you to grab this. Follow God. Whether you get a God dream or not, whether your dreams are nothing more than regular dreams or not, realize this, God loves you. He wants to communicate with you. He, and, and, and I would rather have you right now in this series, if you were to say, God, I really want a dream. I'd rather have you say, I'd rather really know the dream giver. I want to know you more. God, I want to know you. If I'm going to get a dream, I want to know the giver of the dreams. I don't want to have cool dreams. I want to know my Lord. I want to know my Savior. I want to know God. And I want you to be more aware. I want you to pray more. And even though we're talking about this, again, first time ever talking about this. But how many times have I talked about the power of the Holy Spirit? So if you want to know what I'd rather have you do as a pastor, rather than pray for a dream, I'd rather have you sign up for Holy Spirit retreat, okay? Instead of, you know, saying, give me a dream, I'd rather have you flow in the gifts of the Spirit that are available to you with the baptism in the Holy Spirit. I'd rather have you moving in that because dreams are rare, but the gifts are abundant. The gifts are in operation every day, and yet we don't see God dreams throughout the Bible where it's every other day. And the timeline is condensed in the Bible. What we have is about 50 dreams and visions Over a long period of time, but in one book. And so you got to understand, it's just one of the many ways that God wants you to connect, that God wants to connect with you. And people will try dreams, they will try all sorts of counterfeits, and I want you to be out there letting them know that God wants to give them the real thing. God wants to have a personal relationship with them where they can be called a son or daughter of God. Because the world is out there looking at horoscopes and tarot cards and Ouija boards and all these other things and palm reading, which a Christian should have nothing to do with. Yeah. Nothing. It's counterfeit. But I believe in the counterfeit, people are saying, like, I'm trying to interpret my dream. I'm trying to look at the horoscope. I'm trying to, I'm trying to connect with something bigger than me. Okay, but it's a counterfeit. And what they need to realize is God wants to have a relationship with them. God wants to communicate with them. They can have that personal relationship with Jesus Christ. God wants to connect. In the Old Testament, there's many scriptures that we'll look at. Numbers 12, 6, God is speaking. And he's telling how he wants to speak to prophets. He said, listen to my words. When there is a prophet among you, I, the Lord, reveal myself to them in visions. I speak to them in dreams. And he says later, a couple verses later, he says, but I speak to Moses face to face. I speak to the prophets in dreams, but I speak face to face with Moses. And he was giving us a glimpse of how he really wanted to communicate with us. A greater depth, a greater depth. In all the chapters of the book of Acts, except Acts 17, there's a supernatural connection going on. In every chapter of Acts, except for chapter 17, there's a supernatural connection going on, where there's a vision, a dream, a prophetic gift, Jesus appearing, things going on. Do you understand? We, we serve a God that it's a supernatural relationship with God. It's beyond more than just this tangible here. And if there's another thing that we could grab in this series, it's like, let's be open to more of what God has for us. Let's be open to more of what God has because God wants to connect with us. I promised all the pastors and missionaries that gave me stories for this series about dreams that I wouldn't share their cities. And so I'll hold true to that. But in the last couple months, I've been talking to a lot of pastors and God wants to connect with people and he uses dreams. And this pastor heard that I was speaking about dreams and said, you won't believe this. You won't believe this. We had a guy show up at our church recently. A Muslim man showed up at our church and said, I'm here to talk to you. He said, I had a dream. I had a dream. Now this just happened. I talked firsthand to the pastor that gave me this story. And he said, I had a dream. And in this dream, a, a man dressed in white pulled up to my neighborhood and he was driving a big bus. And everyone in my neighborhood got on the bus. And as we got on that bus, it felt so peaceful. I couldn't see his face, but he was dressed in white. And he drove us to your church. And he told us to all come through the door. And he goes, why did I have that dream? This pastor said, you had that dream because that was Jesus. The peace that you felt was God's peace of forgiveness that he wants to give you. And he brought you here because he wanted you to have me lead you into a faith relationship with Jesus Christ. The guy knelt in the church right there and says, I accept Jesus. Right there. It was an amazing thing He said the guy came back two days later Brought his whole family And he said, we're filling the bus Come on, they, they want to pray And so they prayed They got water baptized just a month ago Just one month ago They were water baptized And then they said to their pastor They said, we have to go to our neighborhood And we have to share with the other people About Jesus, the man dressed in white they said, we know that it could cost us a a great deal. It could cost us our life, but we have to tell people about the man dressed in white that is driving the bus. We have to fill the bus. And so they're on a mission now to fill the bus for Jesus, all because Jesus appeared to them in a dream. I believe that God is using dreams now. He used them in the Bible, and God wants to connect with us. Grab that, people. God wants to connect with us. And if he's going to use that, there's a, there's a whole book on this that's talking about all the ways that God is appearing to people and showing himself to them and bringing them to the church. Let's be aware of this. And so if God's going to do this and, and dreams are part of his arsenal of speaking to us, I'm open to that as well. And I love what uh, Baptist Pastor A.J. Gordon said about dreams. He said uh, about God connecting with us. He says, apparently we are most awake to God when we're asleep to the world. I like that. Maybe I am. Maybe I'm most awake to him. And I realize this, the Holy Spirit doesn't go to sleep when I go to sleep. So the Holy Spirit can be working and moving around. And I look around and I realize this, that the God we serve is not dead. The God we serve is alive. The God we serve is not distant and historical. And I want our church to be alive in this series and to say, God, help us to move forward and realize you're a living God that wants to speak to us. Speak to us, Lord. Don't read your Bible like it's a historical book that it has no relevant meaning today. The Bible says in Hebrews that the word of God is a living word. It's sharp and active. It'll, it'll cut into your soul. Don't read the Bible like once upon a time. Read it like, here we go. There's something there. And I believe God desires to speak to us. And if God's going to use any tool in his arsenal, I'm willing to let it be a dream, a prophecy, a vision, anything. His word, and I want him to speak to me. Now, in the Bible, in Acts 2, it says, in the last days, God says, I'll pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and your daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions and your old men will dream dreams. I'm telling you, it's part of the world we're living in right now that we're living in that era where we will have visions. We will see dreams. And I believe God wants to speak to us. Now, you're wondering, how do I know if it's a God dream or not? First of all, most of our dreams are forgotten. 90% of our dreams are forgotten. All right? So if you remember a dream, it's possible that it's a God dream. Doesn't mean it is, but realize like 90% of the dreams you have are forgotten. All right? Now, if you have a dream, you're going to have to ask yourself, is it consistent with Scripture? And we're going to look at a whole bunch of things next week about this. But I didn't want to have this week talk about it and not put this in in case somebody just got one week of this. Is it consistent with Scripture? Because in the Bible, God warned people about dreams that were inconsistent with what his will was, inconsistent with what his character was, inconsistent. And in Jeremiah 23, he says, I've heard what my prophets say, who prophesy lies in my name. They say, I had a dream. I had a dream. How long will this continue in the hearts of these lying prophets who prophesied the delusions of their own minds? They think their dreams, they tell one another, will make my people forget my name just as their ancestors forgot my name through Baal worship. And he goes on and on and talks about, don't you dare listen to a dream that contradicts what I've told you to do. So you just need to realize that. If I'm going to be open to God, if I'm going to be open to what he wants to do and God's going to speak to me through dreams, it's going to be consistent with his word. We're going to dig into that more uh, next week. But we realize that God uses dreams. God uses dreams all throughout the Bible, and he still does. And I'll give you just a couple highlights. In Genesis 15, God is entering into a covenant relationship with Abraham. And he's saying, you and I are in a covenant relationship, and I will be your God, and your descendants will be my people. And he prophesies. God prophesies in the dream, not while Abraham's awake. Think about that. And he says, this is what's going to happen. And this land will be yours. And this will be the blessing. And this is a blessing in a covenant relationship that we're entering to while Abraham was in a dream. Now, we are part of the descendants of that dream. We are part of that. We're part of Abraham's inheritance where he said, you know what, your seed is going to be like the stars in the sky. And he said, you know, we're part of that dream and that covenant that was ratified there. You know, we have other dreams. Jacob had a dream. In Genesis 28, you might have heard about Jacob's ladder and he's having a dream that there's a, a ladder or a stairway up to heaven. And he's having, this, you know, he's having this dream and he's trying to think about this and he's trying to wonder. And after this dream, he's like, surely God is here. And if God is gonna take care of me and this is gonna be, he's gonna be my God and I'm gonna serve him. And after the dream, you know what he started doing? He started tithing. So I'm praying, Lord, let all the people have a dream about ladders right now, just... Dream about ladders. Yeah, It's right there. The dream changes his finances. Gideon has a dream. Or Gideon doesn't have a dream. Gideon overhears a dream. And I love it. Did you, did you read your soap reading? We're doing scripture observation application prayer with River Valley. And I want everyone in our church to do that. And we assigned two chapters every day just this last week. I love it when this happens. We had judges that we were reading. And it was talking about Gideon overhearing the dream. God says, Gideon, I want you to go and defeat these people. I want you to take care of this. I want you to win this battle. And if you're afraid, take your servant with you and have him go down there and just listen in. So he's afraid. He takes his servant down there and he's going down and he's listening and he hears this guy say this dream. He says to his friend, he said, hey, I had a dream last night. What'd you dream? I dreamt that a big old roll of bread came rolling down the hill, and smashed into my tent, and crushed my tent. Now, that's a weird dream, okay? And as Gideon hears that, he's like, oh my, this guy's having a dream about bread smashing into his tent. And the guy goes, I know the dream. And he goes, what does it mean? He goes, it means Gideon is going to kill us all, and they're going to win the battle. We're over. We're done. Can you imagine that? I mean, I'm sorry, if you come to me with a barley dream I'm sending you back to your campus pastor. All right, this guy's like, it means Gideon wins. And then Gideon has the strength to do what God has called him to do because he overhears this other guy's dream and the interpretation of that dream. Solomon gets his gift of wisdom in a dream. It says God appeared to Solomon in a dream. God could have appeared to him on the throne, in the palace, anywhere. And in a dream, we see Solomon asking for wisdom. Okay, these are things that are there with dream. You take away the the dreams out of the story of Joseph, there is no real story with Joseph. It's gone. The whole story's gone. Jesus, the birth of Jesus, has dream after dream. Think about it. Joseph is going to put Mary away, the Bible says, because she's found to be pregnant without child before they get married. And he's like, okay. And then God speaks to him in a dream and says, I want you to take her as your wife. And Joseph gets in on the very first dream life right there. It's funnier in my mind, yeah. I was thinking Adam woke up and probably said, am I dreaming? Where did you come from? Anyways, all right. The wise men were warned in a dream. Don't go back to Herod. So God's speaking to people that we don't think are followers of his at all, but just are aware of what's going on. God speaking to Joseph. I mean, this is going on. This is, there's dreams all over the place. Paul, in Acts 16, has his Macedonian vision. He's trying to figure out, where do I go to do my ministry? What do I do? How do I go? And in the night, he has a dream. And a man from Macedonia says, come, bring us the word. Help us in a dream. And that changes his whole trajectory. He's like, guys, we're not going that way. We're going this way now. We're going this way because I've had a dream. And God showed me that God wants us to go over there and minister. God wants to speak to us. Okay? And he did speak to people in the dreams. Before Christ, in the life of Christ, after Christ left this earth and ascended into heaven. Okay, but again, 50 dreams or visions. So it shows us highlights. But let's grab the bigger picture here. God wants to speak to you. God wants relationship with you. It may be in a dream. It may be in a vision. It may be in a prophetic word. It may be reading your word. I mean, God wants to speak to you, and I want you to be open to this and say, "God, may my dreams align with your heart." If you want to speak to me in a dream, God, I, I want it to align with my with your heart. I. I read that about the Macedonian call and come and help us. And I couldn't help but think of our 500 missionaries. If if somebody came in and said, man, I had a dream and somebody from this country was saying, please come and minister to me. I'd be excited about that. I actually read that and I thought, Lord, speak to people. If there's one dream that I want to hear, all right, that one I give you permission. If you got a dream about where you're supposed to go for missions, I want to hear that dream. I want to hear that dream. But I want God to speak to us. I want God to speak to us. I want us to be aware that we say, God, we want to be open to a fuller dimension of you and your desire to communicate with us. Just however you want to speak to us, Lord. Use the gifts of the Spirit. Use your word. Use dreams. Use whatever it is. God, use dreams to bring more people into faith in Jesus Christ. May the man in white show up to a billion people, a billion people, and they have a dream. And What if the church is just packed to capacity and we're looking around going, what just happened? And everybody's like, the bus came, the bus came and we're here and the bus came and we had a dream and we're here. What is God doing? Let him speak to us. Let's be more open to what he wants to do. And let's say, God, we desire to know the giver of dreams. So Lord, I just pray right now that you'd help us. To hear your voice now more than ever whether we're awake whether we're asleep whether it's a vision whether it's a dream whether it's a prophetic word whether it's the word of God speaking to us Lord I pray that we'd be open open speak to us Lord we do pray for this I pray for missionaries to be sent to people that need to hear the gospel of Jesus Christ but I also pray that people would have dreams and those dreams would drive them into the church drive them into the relationship with the believer so they could find you as Lord and Savior. Speak to us, Lord, whether we're awake or whether we're sleeping. Speak to us, Lord. We desire more. In Jesus' name I pray, amen and amen.